This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though perspectives might not be shared. All right, what is going on? What is up? Um, We're just going to keep trucking, man. We're just going to keep freaking trucking, all right? We got shit to do. <laughs> all right. This is Mad at First Sight, Season 15, Episode 7, Real Life Reckoning. Okay, it is day eight of marriage. And this is the part where everybody is, I mean, the honeymoon's over. So um, everybody's moving into, or everybody is seeing the their new apartments um, at the same time. And we see various clips of everybody walking into the house for the first time. And then we see Stasha and Nate. She's like, oh, no, no shoes in the house. And then... And Nate's like, damn, son, like, all right, damn, we, we're having rules already. She's like, yeah, structured. We have that. It needs to be structured. We have rules to be structured. And I'm like, damn, yo, can I can I at least see the damn house first before you start putting your wife rules on the house like it's your house and shit? It's our house. The fuck? I'm not stepping into your house. You know what I mean? This is our house. I can't even. He, the man literally just opened the door. And all of a sudden, bam, you're, you're putting a rule on it. Like, yo, let the man, let him live for two seconds. Jesus. And then, so they're, they're looking, they're looking around. And then they go into the, not the kitchen, they go into the bathroom. And, um, he's like, oh, there's only one sink. And she's like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, there's one thing, you know, like she's acting like that, uh, that meme that I'm sure that you've seen on Instagram or TikTok. Uh, let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let no, 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 not let me, t- let me, not let me show you something. You know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you know, she's acting like that. She's like, whoa, okay, hold on, hold on. Where, where am I going to put all my skin products? And she's like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So I'll, I'll put my skin products all on the top. And then he's like, all right, well, where am I going to put my stuff? And she's like, well, where there's drawers. He's like, oh, so you can have this whole countertop and I put my shit in the drawers. She's like, yeah. He's like, Psh, you know, you're selfish, yo. She's like, no, I'm not. That is literally the definition of, of being selfish, Sasha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we know you need a thousand and one products, you know out and available we get it we get it again this is the stuff that this is the shit that i'm talking about from last episode you know the shit that we got to deal with that men have to deal with just because you know of course of course he's gonna let that go you know you got to pick your battles like what would be the sense of him dying on his hill to um get the countertop it, it's not necessary but at the same time look at look at what we already have to sacrifice you know what i mean just like all right fine cool go ahead take the damn countertop you know shit i'm not gonna freaking jeopardize my chance to have sex with you for some fucking makeup <laughs> you know what i mean so we're with uh <clears throat> morgan and ben they see their apartment and uh what's it called um Ben has, yo, Ben has so many rules and regulations. It's crazy. So, yeah, so don't think I'm not, I'm only going to, you know, get on the women. I'm going to get on the men, too. So, Ben, Ben is going crazy. He knows 
everything about everything. He's free because he's an engineer, so he knows. So he's like, yo, you know, during the hours of like, what was it? During the hours of like four to nine is the high peak of laundry for some reason. So he's like, yo, can you do your laundry before four o'clock? She's like, um, okay. And he's like, yo, you know, we're in San Diego. So the sun doesn't go down until uh, after six. So, um, we don't need to have the lights on until after six. And she's like, wait, what? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah. And also, like, we need to unplug any high voltage, um, any high voltage, uh, what's it called? Uh, any high voltage, um, uh, instruments, you know, like the air fryer, video game things, you know, from four to nine, because that's when they peak the most too. She's like, that's when I'm going to be playing video games. He's like, oh yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. My bad, my bad. Now you can keep it on. So he knows all this shit. So she's like, all right, we're definitely going to need to compromise on some things. Cause what you're saying is, is crazy. And I definitely agree. She's, she's wilding out. Um, I mean, he's wilding out. Sorry. Uh, so we get to Lindy and Miguel. Um, so of course, Miguel brings up decision day again. And she's like, ah, oh, can you please stop bringing that up? You know, it's a trigger word. I don't like it. And he's like, yo, but I just want to be realistic, realistic with you and my feelings and stuff like that. Cause I, I, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to tell you what's going on with me, you know, through and through because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want you to feel blindsided and all that stuff. And she doesn't want to feel blindsided too. Um, so he's like, like, she's like, I don't want you to bring up decision day. It's such a trick of word. And he's like, so what, we're not going to talk about decision day ever. And she's like, no, she doesn't want to talk about it. Like, all right. Um, and so there's day nine of marriage. Uh, Stasha has the, uh, selfie cam, whatever thing. Um, and she's like, oh, look, you know, look, Look at what happened when Nate left the house. You know, the toilet seat is up. You know, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to, you know, take care of that. And you know what? Here's my thing. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate with this stupid shit. Because I hate the debacle with the toilet seat up thing. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. Um. Uh. Okay. I know. Like, let's say if I ever live with a woman or, you know, have a wife, whatever. Okay, I know to leave the toilet seat, toilet seat down, whatever. Okay, fine, whatever. But I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate right now. Because, and the only reason why I'm going to, like, um, what's the word? Conform to that mentality. Because, again, I don't want to fight over the toilet seat and get ass taken away from me for no reason. So, Yeah. I'm going to conform to that rule, but just playing devil's advocate. What the fuck is the deal with this? Like, I don't understand why it bothers women to just put it down themselves because it seems to me as if the toilet seat is supposed to be catered to you. You know what I mean? And because, because we always hear about, women being mad that the toilet seat is down right but we never hear about men complaining that that we have to put it back up you know what i mean we never hear men getting on you know social media or whatever like oh my god my wife keeps like putting the toilet seat down so i have to so I have to 
put it back up. You know what I mean? Never. It's just like, oh, it's down? All right. So we just put it up. <laughs> it's like, that's the thing. Like, that shit does not bother us at all. It's like, oh, it's he's down? Oh, put it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. So here's my pay it forward thing. Because, sorry, ladies, the toilet seat is not catered to you. Men also have, you know, men also have to use the bathroom, right? It, it, it's, it's also ours. So women want us to have this thing of paying it forward, right? That every time we use the bathroom, we should put the toilet seat back down, right? Because that's because that stupid notion. Like, oh, first of all, before I give my solution, another asinine dumb thing that I hate when women say, oh, I don't want to accidentally fall in. Are you walking to the bathroom blindfolded like why are you falling into anything if anything how come your ass doesn't fall in the tub because it's in the same place right so what the fuck are you talking about i don't want i don't want to fall in accidentally what what are you talking about first of all you have to look at the toilet bowl before you turn around to sit so how are you falling in accidentally <laughs> If you're falling in, that's on you. You're clumsy as shit. <laughs> I don't understand. You know? Or, you know, oh, like, or when women say, oh, you know, it's nighttime and I have to walk to the thing. You know, I don't want to fall in accidentally if it's nighttime. Oh, so you're able to maneuver from the bedroom to your bathroom unscathed. But, in, but the moment you get to the bathroom... All of a sudden, you're blind again, and you you fall into it automatically. That makes no sense. How about you turn on the light when you, when you get into the bathroom? How about that? You're not making any sense whatsoever. <laughs> okay, none. <laughs> anyway, here's the pay it forward method. Okay, so um, men. If the toilet seat is down and you want to use it, you put it up because you want to use it, all right? Then, you you know, you could put it back down when you're done, right? That's cool. But women, when it's down because he left it for you that way, why don't you put it up for the next time he uses it? So now everybody's doing something. As opposed to like the women always complaining about the man. Oh my god, he left it there. You know, why don't you lift it up for him? So you'd be like, oh shit, look at that. She left it up for me. And then men put it back down. You know, so when she uses it. You know what I mean? How about that? See? Everybody's doing something. Equality. See? There you go. Ta-da! I fixed a 100-year concern. <laughs> You know, so you're welcome. Anyway, I hate that shit when that when that shit comes up. Oh my god, it's so annoying. But anyway, um, so uh, the so now everybody is now that they've seen their apartment. Now they're going to their respective apartments to bring in whatever accoutrements and you know to pepper around you know the 
mutual apartment so everybody's going to their houses and stuff like that so stasha and nate goes to stasha's house and it's very it, it looks like it looks like it's a showing it doesn't look like a home you know what i mean it looks very cold it look it looks exactly what she would have for an apartment you know what i mean again stasha's very uh um business oriented and all that stuff so like there's no there's no ooh this feels like a home you know this it feels very studious a lot of marble um the you know the, it, it 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 also feels cold too not not to say there's no personality there's definitely a personality there's a strong businesswoman personality i'm never here personality so it doesn't look lived in um yeah so it it looks like it's a showing you know i'm not a showing well yes a showing but like an open house an open house for like an office type type of house that's what she has and she has uh she wants she has a regular like uh keurig machine but she wants like a 700 dollars espresso machine and he's like yo why is that so much money so like he tries to break down the math he's like yo how much you spend i mean you spend you get coffee every day that's 2400 dollars. he's because he's, he's like yo i don't want to get um a 700 dollars coffee machine that's a lot of money so he's saying like yo um let's let's do the math whatever it's like how much do you spend a day blah 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 it's like okay you say you spend six bucks a day it comes up to like whatever twenty four hundred dollars a month or whatever um and he's like yeah he's like okay which one's better it's like the seven hundred dollars or the twenty four hundred he's like uh she's like the seven hundred dollar coffee machine so i don't have to spend twenty four hundred dollars i'm i'm saving thirteen hundred dollars or whatever I, you know i can't do math i'm horrible and he's like well no 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 like you have to add in like the coffee and the sugar i mean not the coffee you have to add the milk and the sugar she's like okay let's bring it up to a g i'm still saving a whole bunch of money you know because he's trying to do the math to tell her that like the the cough the machine is not a good investment but like he did it horribly and i'm like my dude aren't you like a day trader <laughs> you know like aren't you supposed to know this shit or at least be good at math to explain your point to people so i was like Ugh, you want you lost that battle i was like mm, i don't know i don't know if you're <laughs> i don't know if you're really a day trader you know but okay so we go to miguel and lindy um so miguel is saying like yeah you know my comfort level with Lindy has take, you know, would have taken months and months to foster. But, you know, in a week, it's been so quick and, 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 you know, he's in a very good spot. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect because this is exactly what Lindy was talking about. Because Miguel has a very focused mind about like, okay, I only, I can definitely give eight weeks of myself to a person, you know, but like Lindy's like, no, just, just live your life every day and see how good it feels every day so there doesn't need to be like a well there's still decision day you know and he says that he feels amazing you know he's cooking for her and all that shit so it's like and he feels goofy and all this stuff and 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 he even like brought her to yeah when he was saying this when he, uh he brought her to his house and he was showing her all his like dungeons and dragons shit and you know she's not um balking at him or walking away or whatever she's just taking it all in stride and he put on his like bear costume and she's like you know i'm bear man and she's like you're a bear man and and stuff like oh my god like this is so crazy 
but he feels so comfortable with her to, to show her that stuff. So I was like, yeah, this is exactly what Lindy was talking about, man. Like live every day and you're good because if you're living every day and everything is good, why would you want to stop this living? You know what I mean? So that's when they decided to repurpose decision day with a uh, vow renewal day because that's kind of like how that you know even though that does seem kind of um not predictable um st- uh it's it's um it's swaying to one side that is the that is the way that you should be swaying because you weren't going unmarried at first sight to say no you know what i mean because you put it in your head that i'm gonna you know i'm finding my wife and then you're just going to continue to live and this day is coming on where i have to decide to keep going which is why decision day it is a it is a good neutral title for it because vow renewal day does seem a little sweet because if you were to put that vow renewal day on everybody's relationship i think that would be more pressure filled because not everybody is on that same wavelength of moving forward um some people are like oh thank goodness that there is a decision day because i might not want to be on this train anymore you know so but yeah you you are supposed to speak into existence a more uh positive outlook you know so um that that's good on them for 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 trying to uh, look at the positive way and for Miguel to like stop being in his own head and be like no I really like this chick she's cool everything is everything is great um we get to Justin and Alexis um they're moving in and they bring in their dogs and they're kind of worried if you know there's going to be a fight between them because uh Alexis's dog Newton is super small and Justin's dog Maya is pretty big and there is a scuffle and newton's eye is like um it's not ripped but it's hurt it, i mean it did get ripped but not like ripped out of its like socket it did it, it get hurt so alexis is super calm calls the uh whatever calls a vet and then decides to go take the dog to a vet um justin is devastated because he didn't expect that to happen so there you go um so that's so there's like a little beef because she's like oh you know i thought you said that newton was going to be okay was going to be good and justin said you know i thought he was and you know it that wasn't the case so it's not like he lied about it but you know things happen man you know what what, you know who's to say that it's two dogs they're gonna act the way that they're gonna act and you know get comfortable with each other um they're gonna have to get comfortable with each other beforehand but anyway so we're at day 10 of marriage so Pastor Kyle is in the house. He's visiting all the couples to see where everybody is, um, where everybody's at. So he he visits Stasha and Nate first, and he asks, like, what do you feel is the goal of your marriage? And Nate is saying, like, you know, he wants to be a power couple, and Stasha says she wants to create uh, generational wealth. So I was like, okay, well, how do you feel about kids? And Nate's like, yo, I want to do, like, to, I, I want to be in a place where I can help them 1000%. You know, yo, you want to go to a private school? Boom, I got you. You want to go wherever here? 
boom you want clothes boom i got you and then it's like okay well wh what's your goals and then um nate said you know i make 150 this is the first time that people have said this out loud because obviously you're not supposed to not not that you're not supposed to but like people don't like saying their salaries out loud and that's fine um so nate was like yo i make 150k a year but i'm trying to reach my goal to 250k a year and uh pastor cal is like what so let's say you if you were to have a baby right now you don't think $150,000 would, you know, you don't think you'd be able to, you know, um, like not house that baby, but take care of the baby. And then he's like, yo, I don't know, because with inflation, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yo, yo, nah, nah, nah. Pastor Cal's like, nah, 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 calm that down. Stop it, stop it, stop it. But those things are important, you know. Um, but but I get what Pastor Cal is saying. So, like, yo, don't don't put those future things right now. Like, yo, if you were able to do it right now. And then Stasha's like, hold on. With, you know, with your money and me doubling that money, you know what I mean? Like, you don't think that we can do it? And then, you know, of course, Stasha needs to, say her how much she makes and she's like yeah i make 415k a year so you don't think in between those two salaries we wouldn't be able to freaking take care of a kid you know and then uh nate's like yo you know a kid is a big thing you know so it's like okay but um we'll we'll see about that and i was like yeah you know that's true but but hey I, I totally understand what he's talking about. A, a kid is a very big thing, you know? So, um, what's it called? Um, Pastor Cal says, you know, why haven't you had sex yet? You know, it's it's technically been 10 days. Like, what's what's really good? Because he sees that they're very loving and touchy with each other, feel each other, you know? And then she's like, oh, we found other ways to be intimate. So, uh, I guess maybe, like, hand job, give it him head, whatever, her being fingered or something like that and it's like yeah why haven't you had sex yet and she's like well in the past it's been transactional so i want to be emotionally connected to you and when i fall in love and she's like and he's like well how will you know that it's like when i can't get enough of him i look i look for the i look past the stupid things in life and just see his heart and his soul and you know he's like are you and pastor cal's like are you there yet and she's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, you're definitely not because you're thinking about fucking toilet seats. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, I mean, what am, what am I going to say? I already said what I said last, last episode, you know, um, if she feels that it's transactional, yeah, it, it should come from like the heart or, or or more meaning but again don't put don't put so much emphasis on the sex man like if you guys are feeling each other do it you know that's the natural feeling you should have but you shouldn't be like oh it's tuesday like you know like oh it's taco tuesday you know let me have your taco wink wink nudge nudge you know it's like okay this is like transactional this this doesn't mean anything totally get it but again you shouldn't have to wait for like a magical moment you know for things to happen but whatever uh we're at worth uh morgan and ben um so they're rehashing they, they meet with pastor cal and pastor cal's like saying yeah you know you had problems in the honeymoon tell me what happened 
they rehash the whole situation and she's saying that like yeah you know once once you have my trust it's gone whatever then Patrick I was like where does that come from and she's like oh you're gonna make me cry then she's like well she's had problems with her father back and forth where she would give him opportunities to to have her trust to you know she would give him she would give her dad opportunities for the trust to be built but he would always like not say backstab or whatever but he wouldn't he would fall to the challenge you know he 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 would always slip up you know what i mean so um that's when she started developing not trust for people you know what i mean so that that's where it is so when ben did that it triggered her because he went behind her. one they both decided to not talk about family and finances on the honeymoon and he did both and also told other people about their situation so it was like a freaking um it was like a draw four in uno yeah <laughs> you know so it was like whoa what the fuck like you hit me with like such a hit like what the fuck is going on you know what i mean so they stopped that uh so her, her trust is pretty much gone right now so he has to rebuild that but at the same time, Patrick, I was like, you, he overreacted and you have a right to feel the way that you feel. But also like your childhood trauma should not dictate how you conduct things as an adult. And you need to like break away from that. And you can see like like your father gave you reasons to not trust him. But Ben, even though he overreacted, him him asking for forgiveness is giving you reasons to trust him so you should see that she's like yeah you're right so i was like okay so now you know uh, you guys can be more affectionate to towards each other because if that's if that's the case you guys are not gonna go anywhere in the future and he's like, and she's like yeah 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 so pastor cal's like are you gonna be more affectionate now she's like yeah yeah i'll welcome it will you welcome cuddling and she's like yeah yeah i would i would and then like he like pats her on the back and then like like kind of like pats her on the um pats her on the uh the leg and pastor cal's like what are you doing man and he's like what what i'm trying to be affectionate and he's like no like you can't do that and he's like all right all right i'll watch uh youtube tutorials on how to be affectionate it's like what you're gonna go on youtube to um learn how to be affectionate with your wife and then she's like yeah why are you giving me like love taps like yo bro what's up and i'm like but you kind of are like a tough girl morgan you know what i mean it like he's not doing anything wrong like you just told him that you never trust him again so now you want him to like hold you lovingly that's one but two i mean morgan is kind of like a tomboy i mean she she no she, she doesn't dress very feminine she just dresses just reg regular you know um she she's not a, she's not really a tomboy but she definitely has masculinity in her you know so it is gonna be hard for him to gauge what type of affection would be good look listen i'm not and i'm not even trying to hate on morgan like yo she's like boo number two even though that's not really allowed on my system but you know that's my girl morgan is fucking hot but at the same time she does have a sort of tough exterior she does the muay thai thing so like she's a little just a tad a smidge masculine you know so um 
it, it is going to take a, a bit for him to see which affection is, you know, will work on her. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So we go through uh, Stasha and Nate. Um, and Stasha's like, yo. Uh, Nate's like, oh, well, how, how did um the conversation go with, um, how the conversation go with Patrick Allen? <laughs> like he wasn't there. But it's like, um, yeah, well, you know, how did you feel about the conversation? And she was like, yo, I, you know, I like it. And um, I'm going to definitely need you to be more vulnerable because I do want to get into those depths with you and stuff like that. Like every time we talk at very surface level, like when I ask for you about your mom or your childhood, you say, yeah, it was hard, but you never tell me why or whatever. Because I always tell you the whys of why I am and I never get that from you. And he's like, yeah. I guess I never realized that I'm not vulnerable. But then he's like, yeah, you never talk. She's like, yeah, you never talk about your mom. And he's like, and he's like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't have any feeling towards her because I have literally no connection towards her. I mean, obviously he does because that's his mom. But he's like, I have no, I have no connection to my biological mother. Like I don't. So like, how can I produce feelings for something I have no feelings for, you know? So he's having a tough time with that and i'm like oh here we go it's fucking uh michael and jasmine all over again like she wants to she wants him to like pry 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 and like he's 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 um done all this work to move past that and be the man that he is and now you're trying to tell him to like open pandora's box again um but again for him it will take time and it will happen organically, but you just can't tell me to like, you know, sit down and have this investigation. When, at what age were you when um you felt distraught about your mom and blah blah blah? You like that shit's hard to talk about. You know what I mean? Especially when he's been, I don't want to say running away from it, but especially especially since he put that to bed. You know, this man says he has no connection to his biological mother. Like you wanted to just like take it out of him like it's a like a order from like burger king or some shit like what do you want sir yeah let me have a number seven with uh cheese please you know what i mean that's like fuck it's some hard shit granted yes they are married and he needs to open that shit up but you gotta give this dude time you know um so there's that what is interesting though is like she, uh, Sasha said that she has no connect, connection with her father and we've seen her mom The and they're both biracial so the mom is black on Sasha's side so the dad is obviously white and on Nate's side we've seen his dad because the dad talked to Sasha the day before the honeymoon so we know that the mom is white so that's very interesting that the white portions the white people of their respective families were the ones that left when stereotypically it's the black side that usually leaves so i found that very interesting i don't know if there's any i don't know i don't know if there's anything past that but i just find that very interesting um so yeah so um get to um mitch and Kristen. they're chilling at their apartment and, you know, they have love coupons. I love love coupons. I love that shit. Oh, man. I remember giving that shit to my um, uh, friends with benefits. Um, like, you know, a while ago when we were still 
doing that shit that shit is fun as all hell man it's cute you know and then you know when they like give it to you to like quote unquote cash it in you're like yeah boy you know that's just fun man everybody should like do shit like that like love coupons or silly things to entice the mood those, those are always fun so uh one coupon was like yesterday where everything that he wants to do she has to say yes to the second thing was and and first and at first he didn't want to read it um but then like i did some sleuthing and i saw i tried to read it backwards because that's how the um photo was and i was like what i don't i don't see what that says but then when he put it down you can kind of still make out what it said so i got like 75 percent of it backwards <clears throat> but then when he put it down I, I i was mistaking a word for another word and i was like oh that's what it is because i because it was like it looked to me it said like relive relive a something photo from wifey so i'm thinking like she was like oh does he want him to like relive like something he saw from porn and wanted and and she was gonna reenact that photo or something i was like what's going on and then and then i saw it and i was like oh that's not relive that says receive and i was like oh and i got it i was like oh receive a sexy photo from wifey and i was like "Ooh!" i was like hell yeah and he's like oh we're not gonna read that out loud why not freaking baby but i was like yes what man yo that's another thing that i freaking want from a wife man let's have fun man that's that's like half the thing with being in a marriage man because marriage is going to be rough but like we need to have fun along the way so i love that Kristen is like about it about it you know what i mean like that that's a fun thing you know like oh receive a sexy photo from wifey like like because you know sometimes guys have to ask for that yo can you send me something or like whatever she's willingly doing it like come on man and doesn't and it doesn't need to be like raunchy like like oh her spread eagle or some shit i mean unless she wants to do that but like you know something sexy something provocative like oh to make me want to like run home and be like oh nah we doing this shit tonight or right now i should say that's awesome and then the last one was like oh you know um one coupon for a bubble bath which expires tonight and then you know they look at each other and they're like oh shit she's like so she's down man she wants to she wants to fuck so hell yeah you know that shit is great man that entices people man i love that shit so that's when i get super angry when women withheld themselves for arbitrary reasons or or whatever it's like come on man look how much fun you could be having you know but it's like oh no i want to wait for sexual i want like i want the sexual tension to build up why do you want to do that on purpose that's my thing like i hate that like look how well that whole scenario went you know that 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 is ideal right there to have fun make it silly but people are still down with it that that um exchange was beautiful that's how i would want it as well great exchange between two people um so day 11 of marriage it's lindy and miguel talking with pastor cal and this was confusing to me i didn't get what lindy was trying to do because she was trying to say that 
when you get down or when you feel like you want to push away from me don't tell me that and Miguel is saying well I I feel like I have to because in his previous relationships he would hold back and not say anything and then one day one thing would make him pop and he would be like ah, la, la, la. It'd, it'd end up in anger and they'd be like whoa how come how come this how come you're only telling me about this grievance now so with him he put in his head all right every time I have a grievance I'm gonna tell it so it doesn't get all bent pent up in me and now you know that I've been feeling this way you know for a long time now it's kind of like a paper trail like yo I told you like January 1st about this it's now May 7th and we're still going through this I've been telling you for wait, February March April May I've been telling you for four months you know um about this thing so you can't tell me that like, oh, I never saw this coming or whatever. You know what I mean? So I get what I get what he's saying. I don't necessarily get what Lindy's saying. It almost sounds like to me that like she wants to, even though you're having troubles, keep pretending that things are going well, you know, and I, I don't know, because then she said it makes me feel pressured that things aren't going well and then I spiral down or whatever. I don't know, but but in other episodes she says she's always says t to be communicative communicative so we can resolve issues and nip it in the bud so i couldn't under i i couldn't get the angle of where she was coming from and trust me i've like i rewound it so many times to get what she was saying but i really couldn't get it so i don't know um really weird <clears throat> um so um Mitch and Kristen uh Pastor Cal meets with them and they admit that they had sex. I mean, how can you not? I mean, that, that was Kristen's goal. She was like, his dick is going to be inside me, okay? By the, by the time the night is over. <laughs> and they did it, so it's good. So, you know, they're, they're happy with each other. Mitch is in a completely different space than what he was at the, at the honeymoon. He is good. And, and he was good before. He was good before the sex. You know, he was just saying, yo, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm great. You know, it's just that he put a lot of pressure on himself. And I get it because you feel like, oh, man, this is my wife. But I don't feel what I thought I was supposed to feel when I got to this point. And I completely understand that. It's a very uh, jarring um, thing to be single literally the night before and then the night after you're in a bed with your wife, you know, and you're like, I've dreamed about this and I dreamed about feeling a certain way and i don't so there's a disconnect totally understand it but now that he has gotten to know Kristen, as opposed to getting to know the imaginary wife that he thought he was going to have now everything's good they had sex they're they're amazing they're fine they're good so um they're taking their time um they don't want to feel any pressure but pastor cal is like warning them it's like yo you guys need to talk it's been 10 days you guys don't have that long you need to talk about like finances, kids, all that shit, because they haven't talked about any of that stuff. But it's, I feel that they're okay just because they were still trying to figure out who they were. You know what I mean? And if they even liked each other. But now that is settled, now they can talk about all that stuff. We're passing Cal. He's like, yo, we're 10 days in. Do you have any, you guys haven't even talked about that? But he hasn't known what we kind of know, where he, 
you know, uh, Mitch really didn't know where he was. And he said all that thing like, oh, I'm not attracted to you, blah, blah, blah. But now he's attracted. They had sex. That's out the way. Cool. Now let's live every day and also think about these things. So let's get to it. You know, so that should be good. So now we close in on Alexis and uh, Justin. And um, uh, she, um, uh, Alexis feels that Justin doesn't tell her the whole truth because he forgot to admit that Maya has had scuffles in the past with dogs. But at the same time, he said that, well, the dogs were going after Maya. So she was just defending herself. And he didn't think that he needed to say that because you know newton is a, newton is gonna, newton is like a freaking little little you know like 12 pounds wet you know 12 pounds wet you know what i mean he's like a little dog and that dog is not going to intimidate maya but but maya attacked newton first so it's like maybe maya has a little trauma from all the dogs that barked at her so she's probably like yo i'm gonna strike first you know who who knows whatever but she's like, she's like, yeah, he does that a lot. You know, he, he, he takes things away. Um, he doesn't say the whole truth. So it's like, okay, cool. And he's like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. And Patrick, I was like, so now, you know, you need to overshare now. So now uh, that's a lot of pressure on you. And Justin's like, yeah, I realize I know. And then I guess they discussed this off camera where Alexa's like, yeah. And you, and you know, you said that like, if, Maya gets to be trouble that you know you're gonna have to give Maya away and he's like yo I mean I know that but that's gonna be a hard decision to make and she was like um I thought the decision was already made and he's like yo I've had Maya since birth you know so it's not gonna be as easy as you're making it out to be and then she's like you know she kind of gives this like like oh this dude betrayed me again you know because I thought that you were gonna do this for me you know and then the episode ends and then that's what got me miffed and that that i don't like that like i i truly don't like that again i mean i don't have a solution for this like i had a solution for the toilet bowl (laughs) but i just don't like the impression again that we're just supposed to bow down to whatever the woman wants you know um what what is going on right now is equally jarring to both people because i'll be damned if like not even i'll be damned i don't understand why alexis doesn't understand why it would be a hard decision for justin to get rid of his dog when you when she when you saw what happened to your own dog and you know you call the vet and you you know had to had to give first aid care to your dog you understand that that dog means everything to you so but but when it comes to you you're like like, oh yeah if that dog keeps bothering my dog get it out of here you know like it's nothing like it's a piece of trash you know what i mean like how about if it was flipped what if newton was being what if newton was pooping all over the floor and ruining everything and justin's like yo my dog has never pooped in this house. Like, my dog always uses the doggy door and poops outside. Like, if your dog 
continues to ruin our furniture and all that stuff, your dog has to leave. What were you going to do then? Would you agree? Would you be like, okay, honey, no problem? No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, Psh, yeah, well, if Newton's leaving, then I'm leaving. You know, you do that stupid, strong, independent shit. You know what I mean? So why are you already mad at him? Because he doesn't want to get rid of his dog that he knew before you on your time. I don't like that at all. Like, there wasn't even like a, yo, let's freaking... Well, I mean, I guess they are doing the whole... um training thing so that's good they are training the dog i mean they they took the dog to like a kennel or whatever for him for her to be trained for aggression and all that stuff so that's good but at the same time like so you mean to tell me there's no in-between steps like after that like okay let's see he does training and you know he's still a little she's still a little aggressive can we do like a third thing or fourth option why is it all of a sudden oh you know we got to get rid of the dog that's it, you know, because, you know, happy wife, happy life, you know, I, I, I need to be happy in this situation. What? Well, why does that need to be it? So, so, how, and, and, and then how, do, how does life move forward after that? You know, you, you think he's going to be not happy that your dog is there, but you think he's going to like, okay, can you walk Newton today? Because I have to go to work. You think he's going to be happy about that? Like, yo, fuck this dog, Newton. You know what I'm saying? My dog is not even here anymore. Because I had to get rid of him because of you. You know? You think he's going to be happy about that? No. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like that shit at all. You know, she, I mean, she again, she, she did get some brownie points last episode. But now those brownie points are taken away. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Anyway, but that's the end of that episode. But it's not the end of the show. You know, you know what time it is. It is the and. This is the Skin Deeps, the and uh, self-edition card game. And um, we are on card number 108. So let's see what card number 108 has in store. What has been my greatest test? And what did I learn from it? My greatest test is still happening right now. So it should be what one of my learning from it is 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 to being an independent being an independent person. Um, and that's both ways from like relationship wise and like parental wise to like cause, you know this podcast thing I'm doing it I'm doing it on my own um I'm doing it independently, and this is probably like the most independent thing that I've done, and, and writing too. those two things to be an independent person and move forward that way because everything i guess in my life has been felt automatic and that i didn't put a lot or a lot of effort in for it to go my way so with this with my podcasting and my um uh, writing it is all 100% generated on me so I have to put in the effort into it or it won't won't it won't it won't exist it, it will cease to exist so that is the, that is my greatest test to create original things out of nowhere and create them for my benefit and like the relationship wise is like you know breaking away from being 
with a partner so I can see what it is to be independent since I might not have another partner in the future. Although I think about a partner every day, how about having a partner every day um, that I have to live independently in parents wise, since I live with my parents, um, generating independent stuff for me so I can eventually live on my own. So it's, it's about independence. That's my greatest test to see if I can be independent because I'm going to have to be for my livelihood. And there you go. <laughs> That's what that is. Okay. So, um, all right. So that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Listen Notes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is at TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com, tinkpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody. <laughs>